Good afternoon, good morning, everybody. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are in. Welcome, welcome. Um, you may have noticed I look a little different from the guy that you just saw in the intro. That was Doug Sandler. He is my partner, uh, podcast partner at Turnkey Podcast Productions. I'm taking over today because we are going to be talking about systems today, setting up a great system for your podcast. And he is more the uh, upfront guy. I am more the systems guy. So figured I might be the better guy to talk about. Just to give you a little quick background on us, we are co-hosts of the uh, Nice Guys on Business podcast. We've got over 1,100 episodes, over 4 million downloads. And uh, so we've been doing it for about six years. And um, we also run Turnkey Podcast Productions. We have uh, launched over 200 podcasts and we currently produce about 25 different shows a week. So um, we have a little bit of experience at this and we'd love to share that knowledge with you all to try and help you out. We know that podcasting can certainly be a lot of fun and we also understand that many of you are doing this to promote your business. Some of you may be doing it for fun and just because you really enjoy it, but if you are doing this as a marketing tool to promote your business, to try to get new clients, to try to uh, grow your influence in the community or uh, get a larger audience, then that means that you want to make it as efficient as possible. You do not want the podcast to take over your life. And I'm sure there may be some of you out there who are spending a lot of time lining up guests to interview and doing your editing and doing the posting and uh, how to do the recording. So this webinar is going to be all about how to get as efficient as possible with all of those different things. The best way, of course, always come up with a system. Um, there are a number of suggestions that we have that we make to our clients. Um, the first one, let's start off with guests. Um, many of you may have podcasts where you are interviewing guests on the show. And so the first step is, how do I get a guest? How do I line them up? How do I make sure they have all the information they need? How do I confirm them? How do I make sure they have all the equipment that they need? All of that good stuff. My very, very strong recommendation, if you do not already have a um, appointment app, something like Acuity, or Calendly, I highly, highly recommend you get one of these pieces of software. Now, most of them have a lot of the same features. Um, Acuity is the one that we use. We're very happy with it, and uh, we're familiar with Calendly as well. But this is a lot more than just create a Google Calendar and throw somebody on the calendar and send them an invite. Um, programs like this, like Acuity, you can set it up so you will send an invite to your guest. Now, the guest is going to get a link. Now, the guest clicks on a link and the link is going to show them a calendar. Now, here's the great thing about these apps. You can send different calendars to different people. So let's say, for example, you want to do all of your podcast interviews on Tuesday afternoons. Well, they can see a calendar that only shows the slots that you want on Thursday afternoon every week. Now, most of these apps also will sync with 
Gmail, with Outlook, with a lot of the other ones that maybe you use Gmail as your regular calendar. Well, you can sync Acuity with that so that if you do make another appointment on a Thursday, let's say that you send out this invite for podcast guests and it says that every Thursday from noon to five o'clock, you are available for podcast interviews. Well, maybe you're going to be out of town one Thursday, or maybe you get another appointment booked on your calendar that's not a podcast interview. Uh, these apps will sync with those calendars to block that time automatically. So if you book an appointment from one to two directly on your Google Calendar, it will automatically be blocked on your Acuity availability when you send the link. The other amazing thing about these calendar apps is you can send different availability to different people. Let's say, for example, that you have two different kinds of guests. On the Nice Guys on Business, we have a regular guest application where somebody says, I want to be on the show. We also have a sponsored application. Now, this is one where we have a guest who has said, I am willing to sponsor the show. I am going to pay you to advertise on the show. And so for those clients, for those guests that are coming on the show, we want to give them a lot more availability. Um, it could be that if Thursday afternoons are all I send out, maybe I don't have anything available for a month or two or three. Well, if somebody's paying us to sponsor the show, we want to make sure that they can get on faster than that. So we can send them a completely different link that gives them availability on Thursday afternoon and all day Tuesdays and all day Mondays if we want. So you can set each of these independent links to be different availability on your calendar. Now, here's the next great thing about these uh, um, calendar apps is when they pick a time, you can uh, force them to fill out a form, a questionnaire. Now, there's certain information, if you're going to have somebody as a guest on your podcast, that you want to make sure to get so you can add into the show notes. You want their contact information. You want their website. You want their social media handles. You want their email address. You want to know how guests or how listeners will be able to get in touch with them. You can ask them all this information in the questionnaire, in the form, and you can force them to fill out the form even before they pick a time. So the first thing that can come up when they click the link is, hey, let me get this information about you. After they fill it all out, then they say, here's my availability. Tell me which time you want to pick. So when they click on the link and they say, I want one o'clock to two o'clock, it says, great, terrific. It automatically puts it on your calendar. Now, if that's not enough, it gets even better than that. Um, how many of you out there have ever had a guest on your show and they didn't have a mic and they're not wearing headphones and they've got all kinds of noise going on in the background and maybe they, if it's Zoom, maybe they called on the phone and it's really noisy or they have a bad connection. These are all things that you can try to prevent as best as possible ahead of time. And best way to do that is you can send them a checklist. And the checklist should include things like, hey, you're coming on my show. Here's what you need. 
I would really prefer if you have a professional microphone like my Yeti Blue right here. Um, you need to make sure you have headphones. You need to make sure that you are on a good solid internet connection. Um, when we start, we're gonna need to make sure and mute all notifications, phone calls and emails and all of that other stuff. Close all your other programs. All of these things are great tips to give people. And if you have them in your calendar app, it can send those reminders automatically. So let's say for example, somebody sets their appointment and you're gonna interview them next week. You can have Acuity or Calendly, or they all do a lot of the same things. Um, you can set up a template. So four days before the interview, it sends them an email and says, hey, just wanted to remind you, I'm interviewing you at one o'clock Eastern, your time. Here is a checklist of all the things I wanna make sure you have prepped before you arrive. Make sure you're comfortable with this and this and this and this and this, microphone, headphones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you have questions about any of these things, or if you need more time to get a professional microphone, please let me know. And if you need to change or cancel your appointment, click this link below. And that's the next amazing step about these calendar programs is that not only do they get a link of where their uh, where the appointment is going to be and when it's going to be, if they need to make a change, instead of saying, reach out to me, and then you're back and forth on emails and, oh, are you available here? Oh, I can't do that one. They can click a link and they say, the uh, program will ask them, do you want to cancel or do you want to reschedule? If they say they want to reschedule, it automatically clears that first appointment off of your calendar and it sends them right back to the calendar again. It says, okay, here's my availability. So you never have to do anything with the client. If they need to make a change, if they have a question, they can do it all within the app and it can send regular reminders. So let's say four days ahead of time, you send the reminder that says, here's my checklist. A day ahead of time, hey, just want to remind you it's tomorrow, an hour ahead of time. It can say, looking forward to seeing you in an hour. That kind of automation can save you an unbelievable amount of time for any of you who have ever manually scheduled a guest and then they come at the wrong time or they've got the wrong link or they need to change or they need to cancel and you can't find availability. Uh, and then when you get them there, they didn't really read the instructions and they don't have a good microphone and they're in a noisy environment. All of that can be done automatically with a scheduling app ahead of time. The other recommendation I make, if you really are very busy and you really wanna make sure to get as efficient as you can, it's a great idea to batch upload, I'm sorry, batch record interviews. Many of our clients do about four episodes a month, in other words, every week. And we do have some clients who they will pick one day every month and they will schedule all their interviews on that one day. Now, typically they're gonna schedule seven, eight, nine interviews then sometimes. So you're thinking, why would you schedule nine interviews every month if you're only publishing four or five episodes a month? Well, two good reasons. First of all, when you do it one day a month, if you get six or seven scheduled, inevitably somebody's gonna cancel. Somebody's gonna no-show, somebody's gonna have a technical problem and you're gonna try to record with them, but it's just not gonna work out. 
That's the first reason. So now if we had eight people scheduled, let's say now we're down to six or seven. Hopefully you don't have too much of that happening, but it's gonna happen sometimes. And then the second reason is that there may be a month where you get busy and you don't have time to do it. Or maybe there's a month where you only have two or three people that say they want to be interviewed. It's always a great idea to have inventory. So if on that one day a month, if you record seven episodes and you only need four for the month, well, you've already got three for next month. And if you get to the point where you've recorded your interviews so far ahead that you have two months of interviews or three months of interviews, take the month off. And that's great. You don't have to do anymore. And that's what's great about that. So highly recommend using a calendar app. Highly recommend batch recording ahead of time. Record a number of interviews all at the same time. Or as I mentioned before, maybe it's Thursday afternoon. That's the only time you put aside and every week you have that blocked off. And if somebody wants to be interviewed, it has to be Thursday afternoon. Always a good idea to get onto a schedule like that. All right, now, how should we actually record an interview? Or let's say that you do solo episodes uh, and you don't need to worry about um, having people on. Um, my strong recommendation, there, by the way, there are a lot of apps out there. Um, StreamYard, which we're streaming on right now is one of them. Uh, StreamYard is, is a great app and has a lot of great features for video. But if you're only doing audio, there are things like Zencaster, um, there are a number of other ones out there that have come and gone, but from my personal experience, Zoom is the easiest way to go. Now, some of you out there that use some other recordings, they're going to say, you know what, the sound quality on Zoom is just not really up to par. Well, I agree. Uh, I've an audio engineer. I've been doing it for about 30 years, and I absolutely agree that the sound quality on Zoom is not as good as others like Zencaster. Zencaster, for example, records locally to your browser. And there are another a, a number of other ones out there, and I don't remember any of them off the top of my head, that talk about how great the sound quality is. But here's the reality. When you're putting out a podcast, except for your intro and outro, it's only speech. It's not music. So the sound quality does not have to be amazing. It needs to be clear. It needs to be really good. Um, but also, you are ultimately going to be mixing this down to an MP3. And you're probably mixing it down to an MP3 that is not a super high quality one because you want to keep the size of each file relatively small so it can be easy for people to download. Both of those things are going to reduce your sound quality. And so you could have the most amazing studio quality recording to start with, but it's only voice. So 19 out of 20 people that listen are not even going to notice the difference between that raw Zoom recording versus that raw Zencaster recording versus you being in a studio and recording it raw to Pro Tools or something else like that. I guarantee you 19 out of 20 people will not even notice the difference. And the one person that does notice the difference, they're only going to notice if you A, B it and play them right next to each other. And typically, if you record on Zoom, they're not going to be, oh yeah, that's terrible, I'm not going to listen. You're not going to lose listeners if you record on Zoom. 
The other advantage is from our standpoint, recording on Zoom. Now, we interview guests and we've had eight or 900 guests on the show. Sometimes people are tech challenged. And while Zencaster and many of these others have a great sound quality, sometimes they can be challenging. If you don't use it with Chrome, it won't work. If you don't have caching on, or if you haven't cleared your cache, it won't work. Sometimes you have to actually download an app to be able to get onto it. And any of these things that are going to put a block between you and your guest are a very bad thing. Even if you get your guest on and you get them set up on Zencaster, and again, this is not to dig on Zencaster, Every one of these platforms has some issues, um, some tech challenges. Even if you work through it and your guest gets on and you're talking to them, now they're uncomfortable. They feel stupid because they couldn't figure the tech out. And so they're uncomfortable and the interview is already not going to be as good. A number of advantages with Zoom is it is simple. You don't have to download a program. It's better if you do, but you can do it from a browser. Um, you can call it on a phone if you have to. Again, not preferred. The sound quality is not going to be as good, but you may have guests that they can't get to the internet, or maybe they have a bad internet connection. Um, the noise canceling, the built-in noise canceling on Zoom, it's very good. And of course, since the pandemic, pretty much everybody knows how to use Zoom because we've all had a whole lot of Zoom meetings over the last year or so. So again, I highly recommend it's the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid, and there's nothing simpler than recording onto Zoom. One of the things I recommend with recording on Zoom, and this is very simple to find, um, when you're recording, there is an option in the recording options to record individual audio tracks for each guest. If you are doing interviews, I highly recommend that. If there is noise in the background for one of the guests or the other, it can be a little easier to eliminate that and, and clean it up if you do that. Um, if you are recording solo episodes, so you're not waiting on a guest, Sure, if you have your own studio and you can record to Pro Tools or you know some easy way to record GarageBand, anything like that, go for it. Great. But you can do that on Zoom too. It's just as easy to start your own Zoom meeting, don't invite anybody, and just record the meeting. So you're recording yourself in a Zoom meeting. It's really incredibly simple. Again, if you are recording on your own and you're already comfortable with Pro Tools or GarageBand or any of the others, Audacity, um, whatever it may be, keep using that. Those are great sound quality and you don't need to worry about it. But maybe if you're just starting out podcasting and you're not sure what to do and, and you're not an audio engineer, just record to Zoom. It's incredibly easy. Um, do have a space for comments. If anybody's got any questions, please feel free to drop them into the comments here. Um, Let's get into uh, the last couple things is editing. Editing your podcast, there are a lot of different softwares out there. I mentioned GarageBand earlier. Uh, I mentioned Audacity is a free audio editor, and um, that's a great one too, really good quality. Personally, I use a, a program called Hindenburg. Uh, I think you can get it at hindenburg.com. And um, it is, I believe the paid version is $99, so it's not that expensive. You buy it once, you never have to pay for it again. Um, 
I find it incredibly easy. It saves me a lot of time. Uh, as I said, I've been doing audio engineering and editing for about 30 years. So I've used them all, you know, Pro Tools and Tractor and uh, Audacity, and um, they're all fine, and GarageBand as well. Um, but a lot of the uh, apps that are built for audio editing are built for musicians. Pro Tools is a great example. Uh, Adobe is the same way. Um, Adobe Audition. The features you can get with, audio, audio, with Adobe Audition or Pro Tools are ridiculous. It's amazing. There's so much you can do with them, but it's all things that you don't need for podcasting. And so the learning curve can be very high. Again, if you already know Pro Tools, you already know GarageBand, go for it, dive in. If not, highly recommend Audacity, which is a free one that you can download, or Hindenburg is a really great program that is very low learning curve, built specifically for podcasters and for radio broadcasts. So the features that are included are very basic, but perfect and easy to use for the spoken voice and for mixing and for having multiple guests and that type of thing. Highly recommend that. Um, with your editing, I also recommend to keep that simple. There are a lot of podcasters out there where they are going to cut out every little um and ah and pause and mute every breath because they want it to sound perfect. What Doug and I have found over the years that the podcasts that do really well are ones where you connect with your listener. It's very much a one-on-one -on -one situation where you are talking to one person who is listening to your podcast in their car. And if they hear you breathe or they hear you say um or ah or stumble over a word, they're going to connect with you that much better because they know that you are a real person. They don't think of you as a radio personality that's perfectly trained and never says um or ah or anything along those lines. I leave a lot of them in. Yes, if there's a long pause, if you're stumbling over your words, absolutely, I recommend cutting that out and cleaning it up. But I recommend leaving a lot of the ums and ahs in because it makes it much more human, much more natural. And just doing that can save you an immense amount of time with a podcast, um, with an edit. <clears throat> if you have a 40-minute interview, if you're cutting out every um and ah, it could take you an hour, two, three hours. I mean, I could do that really clean in an hour, but it's only because I've been editing for so long. Um, it may take two or three hours to do that, where if you just cut out the ums and the ahs, put some noise reduction on, like a couple of them here and there, or the long pauses, you could have it edited in 15 minutes. And it is not going, you're not going to lose any listeners that way as long as you clean it up and cut out any of the big stuff. Um, posting. Most host companies, uh, Simplecast, Libsyn, Blueberry, uh, wherever it is that, you, whoever is hosting your podcast, um, pretty much all of them are going to, are going to post to all of the providers for you automatically. Um, I recommend uh, posting it ahead of time and scheduling it. So as soon as you're done with your edit, you can 
posted up to, again, Simplecast or Blueberry or Simple uh, Libsyn, wherever it is that you, your hosting company is. And you can say, I want this to be released on Thursday at 3 a.m. And you can schedule that anytime and never think about it, never worry about it again. Consistency is important. If you have a weekly podcast, it should come out on the same day every week. Um, but you know what? If you don't happen to be available at uh, 3 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning to post on that day, just schedule it ahead of time. You can schedule two, three, four weeks ahead. You can schedule a whole month of podcasts and never even think about it or worry about it again. So that is start to finish, beginning to end, interview to posting. All my best tips for having a system, coming up with a system and a schedule for making sure that your podcasting is as efficient as possible. Again, you want to make sure it doesn't take over your life because then you're just not going to enjoy it or it's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve your company, not going to serve your business or help you grow. And when you get frustrated with it, that will come through on the podcast. So thank you, everybody. I do hope you have enjoyed it. Make sure and join the community today at www.winject.com. It's W-I-N-J-E-C-T. Dot com, So you can be notified about any of these great topics that come up. If there's something that you're interested in, you can make sure and reach out to us if you do have a podcast and maybe you don't want to do the editing yourself anymore. You don't want to do the production yourself. Please feel free to reach out to us. You can find us at turnkeypodcast.com or you can always email me at strick at turnkeypodcast.com, S-T-R-I-C-K at turnkeypodcast.com. Also scrolling along the bottom, all of the social media, all the easy ways to get in touch with us. So uh, thanks again and we will see you again next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community, by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. <laughs> <laughs>